Welcome to the Fastest Five Minutes presented by Kroll and Mooring. This is Peter Ayer, your host for this edition, bringing you a bi-weekly summary of significant government contracts, legal and regulatory developments that no government contracts lawyer or executive should be without. We have four items for this edition, and we start with a recent executive order. On February 24th, President Biden issued Executive Order 14017 called America's Supply Chains, and it sets forth the administration's policy and goals with respect to strengthening and securing the country's supply chain for critical products and services. Particular industries and areas of concern highlighted in the executive order include semiconductor manufacturing and advanced packaging supply chains, critical minerals and other strategic rare earth elements, information and communications technology, pharmaceuticals and active pharmaceutical ingredients, and other supply chain related issues for public health and biological preparedness. In essence, the executive order tells agencies that they need to evaluate risk posed by supply chain reliance on certain types of products like digital products and cybersecurity risk, as well as lack of domestic capabilities. The executive order articulates a strong policy of strengthening and rebuilding critical domestic supply chains with a view toward promoting small businesses, promoting racial equity and fair wages, and addressing effects of climate change. And the executive order also sets up and directs agencies to consult with outside stakeholders in carrying out the responsibilities to conduct this review. Now we move on to our next item, which relates to a recent DOJ settlement. On February 25th, the Department of Justice announced that it had reached a settlement with a contractor that resolved allegations involving the Civil False Claims Act. In essence, this case relates to allegations of fraud in that the company obtained construction contracts that were reserved for disadvantaged small businesses. And interestingly, in this case, the company at issue had previously participated in an 8A business development program. It was no longer eligible. And then it entered into a joint venture agreement with another entity, which was an 8A program participant. And then the joint venture successfully secured a set-aside in which it was only for 8A participants. DOJ asserted that the company had falsely represented it would abide by the program requirements and the joint venture agreement in connection with obtaining SBA's approval. And also the contractor had essentially been managing the joint venture and using its own employees to complete nearly all of the work performed. This settlement really underscores a trend that we're expecting to see, which is heightened focus on small business compliance, looking at joint ventures. So this is an area of a lot of focus and interest. Now we move on to a GSA item. On February 24th, GSA issued a memo temporarily waiving certain requirements prescribed by the multiple award schedule. Under the solicitation and contract, offerors are required to have a minimum number of two years of corporate experience, one relevant project per special item number, and an ability and a requirement to submit annual financial statements for the two previous years, and they should be audited if possible. These requirements have now been waived effective immediately, all with the goal toward encouraging more companies into the fold 
to facilitate the government's response to COVID-19. Finally, just a quick note on a recent GAO report. This report, which was issued in February, focuses on Department of Defense use of fixed price contracts and particularly fixed price incentive contracts that were pushed by DOD's 2010 Better Buying Power Initiative. That initiative really focused on the importance of fixed price incentive contracts. And the report evaluated the extent to which DOD had leveraged those learnings and whether the number of such contracts increased. And if so, why? If not, why not? In essence, GAO found that the Better Buying Power Initiative did influence the use of such contracts since 2010. GAO noted, however, that DOD has yet to assess whether the use of such contracts have assisted DOD in achieving the desired cost and schedule performance outcomes that had been set by the agency. So those are the headlines for this edition. We appreciate you joining us. This has been the Fastest Five Minutes, brought to you by Kroll and Mooring. See you again in two weeks. If you have any questions, I can be reached at 202-624-2807. Thank you so much for joining. The Fastest Five Minutes podcast is brought to you by Kroll and Mooring LLP. Subscribe on Apple Podcasts. And if you enjoy our show, please leave us a review. You can find more information at kroll.com slash govconpodcast. podcast.